1: We're
2: really glad that you're our friend.
3: To the Uso Penitentiary Let's get it on.
4: Move to the music, baby The music Move it to the music We are the inner circle,
3: baby
5: And i baby
3: A little bit of the bubbly
4: The Monday Night Messiah For the love of God, stay away from the different dots
3: gentlemen welcome back to the DWI podcast my name is PC Tunney I am your commissioner and the commissioner
2: of the United States
3: of the Americas this is also a big time big time dual cast podcast as we are previewing Wrestlemania backlash and joining me as always the other half of the greatest tag team never it's him it is him the scientist indeed it's DPP it's
2: crapping a PC
3: just another day, my friend. Just another day. And joining us also is the Trivia Trickster himself. He's funky and fresh in oh so many ways. The
5: phenomenal AJ Belez. Ah, so funky, so fresh. But it can't just be us, right, Tony? There, We got others no. with us.
3: Yes, it is also an Attitude of Aggression podcast. Big Dave is here with us. How you doing today, Dave?
1: I just love how you did that whole, we're going to preview WrestleMania backlash just that that sums up I think all of our feelings about this pay-per-view but I'm doing pretty well man how are you guys doing it's always a pleasure to be on the DWI podcast in any capacity and uh can we get Aaron back AJ that's just what I want to know
5: uh maybe when I run out of beer
1: all right
3: all (laughs) right good man way to go and joining us as well a former member of the podcast known as DWI the man we found on the Wrestling Happy Hour with Danny Hardcore Hudman. He now graces our presence on Pod is War and all over Jersey. (laughs) The dogs love him too. Who let the dogs out for Christopher
4: (laughs) Platt! Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for such a esteemed welcome and yes i am a dog and shout out to the dogs for recognizing because real recognize real and dog recognize dog but more importantly than all of that i gotta break k fabe real quick just for a second if you will oh here we go happy birthday to you happy birthday to you you look like a monkey, <laughs> and you smell like one, two. Happy birthday to my brother, Mr. P.C. Tunney, the commissioner himself. And brother, officially, I would like to welcome you to Club 40.
3: Oh, thanks, yeah. Great day. Like I said, it's just another day. It's just another day. DP, you're going to have to cut that last part out. Yeah. Anyway, back yes. to the DW. That's <laughs> why I didn't say anything. I wasn't going <laughs> to no it's all good yeah it's the true story i am 40 years old today so i I, you know i I answered the question this morning at breakfast with the family is how do you feel different i said the golf ball is going to go just as far next week as it did last week so i ain't worried about it
4: (laughs) hey brother like i'm gonna tell you like this man if you got a couple dollars in your pocket and your dick still works you're blessed so live it up there we go
3: all right DP, let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the gigantic dual cast, Attitude of Aggression, and number 274, DWI. Well. Well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Everybody sing it with me. Sheet. 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 It's the Choir of Angels. So glad you guys joined me. All right, today. Like I said, WrestleMania backlash. We're gonna we're gonna run down the odds. We'll play odds makers. To make it a little more interesting. We got trivia. We got four people for trivia today. I'm really looking forward to some fun time with trivia, and we'll we'll throw in a last call on on I don't know. Think about it while we're podcasting here. What's one thing you'd like to see happen in wrestling over the summer? So I'm super excited. We got the whole crew here: Christopher Platt, Dave Ungar. Should be a great day. DPP. Ring the bell. Dave, you said it first. What's your excitement level here for WrestleMania backlash?
1: Oh, can I, if I? Are we doing this like in whole numbers or like the Patrick O'Dowd scale? First off, let me say happy birthday, PC Tunny. Happy 40th. I believe it is Mr. O'Dowd's birthday as well, or somewhere Tomorrow. around here. Tomorrow is Mr. O'Dowd's birthday. So happy sure. early birthday to Patrick. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say my excitement level is a strong 5. How about that?
5: He's yeah. going with Patrick's ratings there for uh, all the movies.
1: I, I could mean, have said just... 5.67 if I was rating like O'Dowd does, but I'm just going to stick with the whole numbers and say it's about a 5, maybe creeping towards a
3: 5.5. Chris, anything you're looking forward to tomorrow?
4: Yes and no. I mean, has the build to this card been lackluster and underwhelming? Most definitely. But the WWE has such a depth of in-ring talent that most of the times their pay-per-views tend to be pretty good. And I don't think this is going to be any exception. There's some interesting matchups on the card. I'm looking forward to the triple threat with, I guess, both triple threats because I think they'll both be phenomenal. Uh, Pun intended, by the way. But the first one with uh, Lashley, McIntyre, and Braun, are we getting into predictions? Do I, Am I going to step on something if I if I give a prediction? Okay, cool. I think Braun's in that match to take the fall, and that's the only reason he's in that match. I could see it going either way. I think that somehow, someway, this feud gets branched off to just Drew and Bobby, and that's the feud heading into the rest of the summers. So I think that's why Braun is there. But these guys, they can all, well... Ron can't work, but he can work well with certain people. He works well with McIntyre. He works well with Lashley. McIntyre and Lashley work well together, so I think this match will be good. The women's triple threat, I think, will be good as well. Other than that, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I think it'll be a decent show. I, I do. I, I'll just say it like that. I'll cap it off like that, and then y'all can go back around the horn.
3: AJ, I know you'll be doing coverage tomorrow for us right there at the thechairshot.com. Always check out everything AJ's got going on. What Anything special planned for that or just kind of another night of
5: coverage for A.J. Belez? After WrestleMania, I think the backlash is just going to be another day of coverage. All right. Nothing special. DP, finish
3: off the round of the horn here with that question and let me know how excited you are that Natty and Tamina are your brand new women's tag team champions. (sighs)
2: Well, considering I've been uh, disengaged from wrestling, I didn't even know that happened.
3: There you go. How <laughs> about Congratulations. that? Congratulations. <laughs> now you
5: know.
2: How sad is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. And knowing is
4: half the battle. See,
2: told... That's about how uh, excited I am for this pay-per-view. That, that probably <laughs> sums it up right there.
1: Um, I think this has uh, been Honesty Hour with DPP. That's right. Thank you, thank you for playing, Dan.
2: I'm I'm excited this to see
1: drizzling <laughs> I
2: think the only one, like I think the triple threat women's raw raw title match will be awesome, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Cesaro in a championship match. And I think there's going to be a big excitement level for that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes up against Roman Reigns because I think that'll be fun. Obviously, not winning the title, but. I think he can put on a good show. So that, that's cool that he's finally getting a title shot and getting up to that echelon.
3: Anybody else have anything to add on that? On I mean, Tamina gets, finally gets her championship, kind of a nice little moment there on, on, on what is it? I guess it was WrestleMania backlash SmackDown, right?
1: <laughs> if you want to consider that they didn't want to have a pre-show and that they did that instead, then yes, you're absolutely right. WrestleMania backlash kickoff show 24 hours early. I mean, Good for her, you know that sort of thing. It, it, it's like it, it's a good moment. I and I know fans have kind of rallied around her a little bit. I still see the same person who can execute a semi semi shitty sidekick, and that's really the extent of her repertoire. So for me, it's like oh, I I mean Natty deserves it, honestly. If we're being really honest, Natty deserves it more than Tamina. Natty's put in the work. She's been there forever. Give her a run with the women's tag title. It's a nice moment for Tamina and yeah, Nia and Shane have got to go do something different right now. So I don't, I don't really have a problem with them shaking that up. I mean, yeah, do something the night before this this pay-per-view, which I just, if they just left it, called it backlash, that would be better than adding the WrestleMania on the front of it. It's like, God, you guys are just really watering this down to the point of stupidity. But anyway, um, my thoughts, a couple of things that, that the triple threat matches should be good. My biggest complaint from Raw this week is I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I don't really understand the booking of the women's match between Asuka and Rhea Ripley because you had.
3: Didn't Batista kind of beg that point on social media?
4: To be fair, Dave, you could have just stopped with my biggest uh, issue with Raw this week is I don't understand. (laughs) That is also true.
1: Yeah, but I mean, my thing is like the booking really confuses me because Charlotte had interfered. Asuka had hit that that missile dropkick. It was tailor-made to have her get the pin over Rhea and create some level of intrigue in this triple threat. Now I'm like, why is Asuka in this match? She lost at WrestleMania. She just lost a one-on-one with Rhea where Charlotte interfered. Why do I even remotely think for one possible second that she's a player in this match? So like Chris was saying, Braun is there to take the fall in the triple threat match for the... With, with, um the wwe championship which i completely agree with it, it just feels like okay oscar's there just to take the fall from Rhea or or charlotte more than likely she's gonna get pinned by Rhea or something like that so yeah that that those are my complaints the match that i'm really genuinely interested in is dominic and ray versus the the uh rude and uh ziggler What are they the bad dogs is that what they're called
3: Dirty dogs. Dirty, dogs. Dirty dogs, whatever. Didn't miss a gigantic opportunity to have one of the best WrestleMania moments ever where a father-son tag team wins the titles at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania
1: Absol- Backlash? Absolutely, they did. And and I mean, in this match, it's like, I, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I know there. This is, this is a... You don't get moments like this very often where you've got a shot of making history like this and having the first father-son tag team champions, which tells me that they're not going to pull the trigger on this, at least not now, I think. And especially when you look at how bad both Mysterios have made Dolph look. Uh, I, I kind of have a feeling that Ziggler and Rude retain probably by that out or disqualification or something, and this extends on. But that's the match that I'm really most intrigued with. I'll tell you the other thing. I don't understand. why are, Why aren't we doing this fatal four-way Intercontinental Championship match here at Backlash instead of SmackDown a week later? That would at least make the pay-per-view a little bit more interesting to me. So, yeah, that that's kind of why my excitement level is just low on this thing. I, I'm sure, like Chris says, they put on good matches. Roman Cesaro is going to be fantastic. We're probably going to see the bloodline reborn in a new format here, but... Um,
3: How about the new t-shirt from Jimmy Uso? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's bitch. It's going to be the number one seller. <laughs> yep. It's just a black t-shirt on the front. Uh, it says big white letters. Nobody's Bitch
4: I'm gonna tell y'all like this man with the Jimmy Uso thing and I, I get why he Had to come out and, and have that t-shirt He's Nobody hat. bitch He's Shut up, that, no. <laughs> Shut up. Apart. But, but in, in terms of the Jimmy and Roman dynamic I'm gonna tell you like my dad used to tell Me R.I.P. He said everybody wants to be Johnny Carson But Ed McMahon Was a millionaire too
3: Fair Ed McMahon was like a fighter pilot in World War II, wasn't he?
4: And Jimmy Uso fights for a living on <laughs> Fox. <laughs> so uh, <not. laughs> it's la, 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 You know,
5: la, potato, la. potato, potato. You know, you, you can see the correlation. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Let's stick with that. I think that's the best storyline going, though, isn't it? Like, what's going to happen now? It's, it's too early to not have him join them, right? But it's nice to kind of have the the suspense leading up to it. Like, you know he's going to help Roman in some way. Like, I feel like they're just playing him. Like, you going to come out and they're all going to hug after the SmackDown, after Backlash, and be like, oh, we're just messing around. I don't know. what DP, what, what are you seeing in that storyline there? Yeah, I thought, you know,
2: that they could have brought him back a little earlier. Like, I thought maybe coming in and you know, coming to help Roman and, you know, help him win a match like at WrestleMania would have been cool, but I, they definitely, I think they need to drag it out a little bit. I think it would have worked out worked really well because they could have gone through the same bit of, you know, for how long, how many matches that Roman had with, with Uso before this, you know, before he finally joined together and do the same thing with Jimmy and just have him fighting like he's, you know, them trying to get him on his side and he's saying no or whatever, and then eventually it's like, yep, we're we're buddies, man. We're buddies, and you know they could have they could have dragged this through the summer if they wanted to and get to SummerSlam and have it you know finalized there but they're moving pretty quick with it so i yeah i see it this dragging on a little more with Cesaro but probably by the end of WrestleMania backlash they're going to be one family unit already so
3: AJ you've been pretty quiet over there Roman Reigns is a what do we got here minus 600 favorite in this match any chance Cesaro walks
5: away with that strap? As as much as I would love to see Cesaro be the Universal Champion at WrestleMania Backlash, um, you gotta say, you, again, Dan, you gotta say it with a little more excitement. It's WrestleMania Backlash, but Man. yeah, I don't think Cesaro's winning this. I think Roman, like Dan said, is gonna drag it out a little more against Jimmy. And Jay's going to have that conflict where he's like, well, that's my brother. I already said I'd fall in line. Uh, I'm stuck here a little bit. And it, that, that, that would do a good storyline up until the summer. So I would love to see that happen because we, we all know that uh, sometimes with booking, long-term doesn't really go well in the WWE half the time. But this has long-term booking written all
4: over it, and it's perfect. But I mean, look at the dynamic between Roman and Jay. You know, they 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 caught a fair one. They established a pecking order, and Jay got what two, three main main event pay per view paydays, and then he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania SmackDown. I mean, this he has been elevated by his association with Roman. I mean, it, it's undeniable, right, Dave?
1: Uh yeah, I, I think. There is, and here's, there. I mean, what surprises me is there's a healthy amount of the wrestling community who really thinks Cesaro is going to take this thing. Surprisingly, a lot of people who think Cesaro is going to take this thing. I don't see it happening except maybe one way. And this kind of ties into what you're saying, Chris. What if instead of Jimmy Uso falling in line and helping Roman win, he helps Cesaro take the title from his cousin? And then you kick off Roman versus Jimmy Uso into the summer leading into a rematch with Roman and Cesaro at SummerSlam. Now, that I could see them doing, and that would be something that's not expected. And then you get Roman beating Jimmy into um, you know making him fall in line as well. And, and you shake things up a little bit. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I could see them going in that direction. And that would be something that's nobody's expecting because we all pretty much think... WrestleMania backlash is going to be very paint by the numbers, but that would be a a, a nice little swerve. Wouldn't it?
3: There's only one reason to take the belt off of Roman before he faces the rock. If that's where this is heading to right with, and that's gotta be for the title as well. And the only reason, and you could probably get around it there because there's so many fucking titles. Who cares if this thing didn't get defended for a few months, but if he's going to film something, that's it. Otherwise, there's no there's absolutely zero reason to take this belt away from him at any point. Like, too bad, Cesaro. Go, go win. Go, go in the IC championship or something like it's just not happening for him.
1: Yeah. The only match that's out there that you would sit there and stop and think maybe maybe they're going to take the belt off of Roman just legit is it is gender. Did you just say gender? Come on, Greg. Who let Greg in here? God damn it. Get him off the show. And after uh, that, we just became the WrestleMania
5: podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, If Brock comes back, and I know a lot of people have Brock penciled in to face Lashley at SummerSlam, uh, but what if Brock comes back? I mean, Brock versus Roman with Heyman in the middle, that's the kind of story that can really generate some interest, especially if you're going to get fans back in July, like they're talking. If you're going to do SummerSlam in Vegas, like, Tony and I talked about earlier this week that the rumors are they might be going to a Legion stadium, the death star over in Vegas. Yeah. Take my money. It's time for a chair shot. Hookup, meetup, not hookup, meetup. We're not hooking up. Well, maybe, 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 maybe here we go. (laughs) But but I mean, yeah, if you're going to go into a stadium like that and they're going to have at least 50% capacity, if not more, you need a big match. Brock versus Roman would do that.
3: I think that Brock versus Lashley would sell SummerSlam. And whoever you want to put against Roman, I'm fine with. Maybe Edge comes back and gets a singles match for the title or something like that. That could be two things to headline. But if Brock is going to face Roman, I think that sells out Jerry World for Mania next year.
4: You can't run that back. Number one, shout out to you, white guys. You the, Black people only have three compelling storylines in all of wrestling right now. Not you, Dan not you, AJ, is there any chance, and y'all is there shat any chance, on two uh, of them.
3: Is there any chance y'all, to handle the show today?
4: Y'all, y'all just shat on two out of the three, <laughs> so we're taking the title off of Lashley, he's not going to wrestle Brock, and then you talking about oh, those Cesaro in the Intercontinental Championship with Apollo and Big E, so way to go, guys, thanks. Thanks for being allies, appreciate you. But you you can't run back, I don't think you can run back Roman and Brock at a mania, I feel like the fans are burnt out on that, You, you need some time, you need time. Even with, just Hayman,
1: even with Heyman in the middle, Chris, you still think the fans yeah. wouldn't be
4: interested there, about that? There's just not enough time. There wasn't enough time. I've been I'm, on the Godfather kick the past month.
5: I mean, if uh, if Brock comes in with those F5 ribs that we talked about on on a pod with the JR oh, yeah. barbecue sauce,
4: Pod. bacon. Hey,
1: Chris, leave the gun. Take the calzone
4: just you know Bob. <laughs> and, and spoken by Mike Siglieri
1: so. there's your title for your episode
3: <laughs> let me run down some of these other odds here bianca Belair is minus 950 she's the biggest favorite here taking on bailey uh damian priest is another other big favorite minus 700 what what's next for damian priest what's his ceiling like him beating the miz here it should catapult him into other some other kind of you know meaningful storyline you can't just have him do the big thing with bad bunny and, and up his profile and not take advantage of it. Like what's what's next for Damian priest after the miss.
4: I just want to say, leave the Brock, take the F five bacon.
1: That does make, that does work. I'd like to see priest go after Sheamus in the United States championship. That's a really physical matchup. That could be very entertaining. Let, let priest go after the secondary title on raw. Uh, I think that's that's a good next step. There are lots of rumors that he's going to get the big push, so I think him and Seamus can really work well together. Seamus is the perfect guy for him to work with. Very experienced, uh, can match him physically, can teach him some. I mean, because Damian Priest, Punishment Martinez, whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, is still relatively young in his career, you know, all things considered. So working with a guy like Seamus, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that'd be great for him. I'd like to see him get a shot, get a run for that United States Championship, and, uh, and let him go from there.
5: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you, if you watch Damian Priest wrestle, if you watched him, or even when he was Punishment Martinez, he can move, he has the strength, and goddamn, he has the size. There's a reason why the outsiders are what he akins to all the time in his gear and everything that he does. So Sheamus would be a good opponent for him. Go for that United States title, actually put a meaningful run to it, because as much as we all jokingly say that the mid-card is kind of meh, he he can build it up. He can actually show, like, yeah, I'll beat down everyone I possibly can, and who's going to stop him until the next popular big thing comes around and, no, I do not mean Brock Lesnar. Like Chris said, just leave the Brock. I don't even care if you give us the rips, just leave the Brock.
2: Yeah, I don't see I it's tough because Priest has exactly what Vince McMahon loves, right? Like you said, he's got the size, he's got you know, he's got the body, he's got the look, everything. The way they've been doing things, I got a feeling that Priest might get catapulted into a title match with Bobby Lashley very shortly. And then work his way back down. Because that seems to be the way WWE likes to do things is bring a guy in immediately put him in a title match and then go backwards so uh, the summer's a good time to do it i think just because of the lull and especially now with not as many fans maybe but i like the idea of priest and and sheamus that would be pretty awesome and i think you get a lot of work from that but i got a feeling that this might happen
3: i haven't heard anybody bring up yet what is next to come on the wwe schedule could damian priest be the next holder of the Money in the Bank briefcase. That's kind of where I see it. I mean, for me, I'll go give you my early Money in the Bank prediction, and I predicted this, I think, before WrestleMania. Damian Priest and Becky Lynch will be your Money in the Bank holders.
4: I, I would love that, but I think the Money in the Bank gimmick works better when it's a heel holding it. Because, you know, because as a baby face, it's kind of a pussified way to win the title. You know what I mean? Unless you announce, hey, I'm cashing in right here, right there. We could do it something like that. But I absolutely love Damian Priest. I'm all in on Damian Priest. Number one, he has the size. He can wrestle well enough. He can talk and he comes across like a grown ass man which we don't get a lot of that in today's landscape of professional wrestling. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get on the video games and nothing like that, but how many guys come across as grown-ass men in today's landscape in wrestling? And he's got that going for him. I never understood the Bad Bunny correlation. I think WWE saw, well, Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican, Damian Priest is Puerto Rican. Let's put them together. I don't think there was any thought put into it past that because I, I see Damian Priest as more rock and roll than hip-hop so it, it, it didn't make sense but it also let me know that they did see something in priest because they put him with this guy who's legit one of the biggest stars in the world now since bad buddy has left have they fumbled the bag a little bit yeah but i i, I like what everybody said on this podcast I, I i don't mind a u.s title program with sheamus and priest and I like what Tony said as well. Have him win the Money in the Bank, but just circling back, man, I think the Money in the Bank works better when it's a heel that has the briefcase.
2: And I, I think he could be a really good heel. And maybe this is the time. Maybe that's the time to turn him after he's done with the story. He wins the Money in the Bank, and he could turn heel while he has the briefcase, even too, which I think could be really good. I think he'd be just badass as a heel, just the way his character is and and everything. Um, I, I think uh, I almost thought. You, you said Money in the Bank wrong, PC, so I was going to make my prediction that Bad Bunny comes back and wins the briefcase, and it's Bunny in the Bank.
3: There we go. <laughs> wow. Go ahead. Get the rim shot for yourself. Like, uh... You don't deserve it, go ahead. <laughs> he All earned right. it.
4: That was good shit. <laughs> before, I,
3: before I ask the last question, a very nice over under question last thoughts around the horn uh something you're looking forward to a lock for the weekend and upset let's start with aj
5: i would absolutely love to see the mysterios get the tag titles and actually bring some legitimacy to that tag team division you know we we have the dirty dogs right now they're they're good they're basically rip off Shawn Michaels and Triple H. We've made the joke about that for years, about both of them. So Mysterio's win it. Mysterio's actually defended against different people, and what better way? Have have the greatest mask ever and his son.
4: Go ahead, Chris. (laughs) My only lock of the week is that Braun is going to eat the pin in the triple threat for the world title. DP, he, he was dancing. He had to go.
2: Uh, yeah, I, uh, AJ, I, 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 Aj,
5: you should have dragged that out a little longer. You should. I, was, we I was really trying to. I saw him standing there, like <laughs> doing tiptoes and whatnot. I should have. Really I like.
2: Been. I like the Mysterio's winning it for sure. I, you know, I think that would be a great moment. I, I agree with you, PC that they they dropped the ball on that one. I think a WrestleMania moment with them would have been a lot better than winning it on the WrestleMania backlash moment. Uh, I see, I don't know if really upsets or anything. I think it's going to be, for the most part, straight across the board with the exception of that one. Um, I think The Miz and Morrison are done at this point. I, I believe that Morrison is going to cost Miz this match in the Lumberjack match and leads to their breakup, which I'm happy about because I think Morrison can be better utilized elsewhere. And he's really you know, just been this comedic background for Miz, which is weird
3: i i agree with you that he should move on now and be in a better storyline but i've enjoyed them back together right like i mean you don't get the mrs champion if john morrison doesn't come back i'll be honest with you right there i don't think so but to to your point true
2: true yeah um yeah i just yeah, i think it's it's time for that one so i agree i did yeah i don't really see anything crazy happening with this one i think it's Pretty vanilla across the board, honestly. I'm disappointed that RK Dave, Bro is not on here. That's all I'm going to
3: say. Ah, yeah. Well, we're getting there. Dave, <laughs> round it out. We maybe, there might be another match announced here or not. They don't have hey, a whole match. know. That's true. Dave, why don't you round it out here?
1: Oh, well, I think as far as locks, Asuka <laughs> taking the fall, and with their, whoever, whether it's Charlotte or Rhea, I think Asuka taking the fall, that's a lock. Um, and, and I think I agree with everybody else that, um, Yeah, the Mysterios winning the tag titles would be the big moment. That would be a a really, really awesome thing to see. It would be historical um, on a pay-per-view that's really got not a lot of buzz about it. Then, you know, you get that kind of a match, that kind of a victory, that kind of a moment. That would be awesome. I I do like the idea of uh, the Miz and Morrison splitting up and this being, you know, I mean, Miz cost Morrison the match against Priest the other night. So he's done that a few times. So this could be a good moment to really kind of set Morrison on a different path. Cause he needs something different. He, he's too good to just be kind of languishing like he is. So I'd be cool seeing something interesting happen there.
3: All right, gentlemen, we're going to play a quick rendition of. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Five championships set to be defended at WrestleMania backlash over under. One and a half title changes. DP.
2: I'll take that under, baby.
3: AJ? I'll do over. Dave?
1: I'm with DP. I'll take the under.
3: Chris?
4: I'm going over, baby.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the over as well. And that's been another edition. Yeah, well,
4: you know, that's just like uh,
3: your opinion, man. I think we need a commercial.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
5: Must be time for some trivia, cause Tony had to grab a beer.
4: <laughs> that's, that's the only reason. That's the that's only reason. The only reason. You talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended, the literal... by the way. I'm offended by how you introduced me, though, Tony You called me a former member of the DWI podcast. I'd like to think about, about it. Like I'm kind of like Red Man with the Wu Tang Clan. I'm an unofficial member of the squad. You know what I mean?
3: I like to make a retraction. A former full time member.
4: and alum? Can you call me that? That's more prestigious. Yeah, that's oh, more The alumni section of the DWI podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Y'all did y'all future endeavor me too, and I have no idea why, but that's neither here nor there. You, ahead, and, you
2: and the mic man, brother.
4: That's what I was finding. That's what I was trying to find my smile. Speaking of
3: smiles, Shawn Michaels this weekend on A and E biography. And afterwards they're gonna enlist Sergeant Slaughter to go look for some of his wrestling garbage.
0: Oh Lordy Lord. Hi Amber
3: Kreeba be creeping around down there. I see her.
4: Oh you didn't hear her. She, she just yelled Happy Birthday, Sonny.
5: Oh, thank you. It's like significant Others Week on uh a...
1: DWI. I swear. Shit, I, got, I got rid of mine this weekend. They're down at Disneyland. So it's just, <laughs> just me and the dogs this weekend. Should I bring
5: Aaron back for that Disneyland conversation? Are uh, the strippers out by the pool right now, Dave?
1: Well, the pool I can't get from not being green, so probably not. But
4: Okay. Ah. Hey, Dave, when your lady is out of town, man, is this when you take advantage and eat the shit that she can't stand because you know you can eat it? Because I, I that's what I do. Like, when Amber's out... I'm getting my sushi, and I'm getting I'm eating my shrimp and grits.
1: Chris, if I ever eat sushi or shrimp and grits, you have my permission to kick me in the balls as hard as you want. So, <laughs> Sheesh. No, wow, not a
3: seafood fan.
1: <laughs> oh, no, def- definitely not a seafood fan. But All right. no, I don't. I don't. I mean, I just kind of like you know, I could I can go come on the show with you guys without worried about her telling me I've got three other things that I need to be taken care of. So it is kind of nice.
3: I would say the video games are probably a little bit easier to play this weekend.
1: They are. Yeah, exactly. No one, no competition for the TV. It's uh it's kind of, that is kind of nice. I will admit that PC Tony, you are like, very much like, correct.
3: like, looking out the window. She's like, Oh, grass is getting long playing video games again. Huh?
0: Okay. All right.
3: See how is. All, right. All right. AJ.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, it's it's, it's still
5: trivia, though. It's still trivia that we have to do as I'm playing the Mickey Mouse pen on Aaron's desk. Um, Anyway, so, Platt, since you've actually never played Phenomenal Funky Facts, I'll give you the choice of door number one, door number two, or door number three.
4: I'm going to go door number three, Mr. Brady. That's total BS! (laughs) Must have did something right. Started off strong.
5: Yeah, I know. Already
4: starting off with the
5: total BS. Alright. I'm actually going to be nice because all of these actually have more than one point to them. Oh, that's total BS. Oh, boo-hoo. The door number three. What WrestleMania did Jeff Hardy break his winless streak and how many losses did he have before he broke it?
4: Oh, shit.
5: Hey, i gotta write him down. No, because I... <laughs> I mean, you can talk in between.
4: And I don't care.
5: But... I only had to mention that don't say it out loud because Ray did, like, a few weeks ago. And it's like... Oh, Garrett, that's one of the answers. All right,
4: This is why that pissed me off, Adam. Because when I was when we were doing the uh, Mania Madness series, which go back and w- listen to that on Chairshot Radio Network, I literally saw this, and I, I think I almost put it into one of my Platts facts, but I didn't. But I, I saw this, and it's like, goddamn! Now I can't remember. So I know I'm I'm butt naked wrong, but. <laughs> Oh shit!
5: Tony says WrestleMania 26-5 losses. Dan says 25-8 losses. Platt says... I can't see it, actually, what Platt
4: says. Mania I... 34 losses.
5: Mania 34 losses. Dave, Jeff Hardy, Mania's... Uh, what Mania did he get his win in, and how many losses? Muted, bud.
2: Muted, for a piece of paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I don't know if it unmutes or not, man. My internet's all messed up. Can we you guys can hear, hear me? You. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell us yeah. your answer. I got WrestleMania 19, and it broke a three-loss
4: streak.
5: So, uh, what, you're the one that said 30, actually? Yes. I'll be nice and say the close one. So, it was actually WrestleMania 33.
4: Oh, fuck. When wow. they came back. Goddamn. When they I came back that. as yes. a surprise. they came back. Yes. How many losses?
5: Uh, six. He was 0 and 6 before he lost. Oh, so had the reverse
1: Undertaker. Awesome.
5: Anybody have six losses? Anyone? I had
1: eight. Thank eight. you.
4: PC no, was close to think five. No, I,
5: say,
3: I say no
4: points. No points.
5: Come on. No there's
3: points. Multiple points
1: all,
5: right, on. Was, all right. No points. I, I have
4: four ahead. losses, and it was in the 30s. Come on, man. I should get a point. No. That's how I mean, this works. All
5: right, honey. God. <laughs> Just for that, Dan, door number one or door number two?
2: I'll let Big Dave pick
5: Don't it Don't pick the wrong one.
2: I'll let Big Dave pick it.
5: All right. Dave? <laughs> one or two? Uh,
1: let's go two. Uh,
2: oh, that's total BS. It's a, it's a man under, that's a man towards my heart there. I always love a good yep. deuce. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's the only reason why I shot it off to Dan, because I know he would say he wants a good <laughs> deuce. So this one actually has uh, three answers to it. Or, well, it has three Three questions, so you give me three answers.
1: Tony, it's like back to school, right? I've got one question for you in 27 parts.
5: Don't worry, it's not that difficult to test. It's only four questions, I swear. All right. When was the first King of the Ring pay-per-view? What year? When was the last event? I had to specifically say event. Not not on year? not on like a Raw or a SmackDown. An actual, like, uh, event that was called King of the Ring and who won that event? So, oh, who, so, when what year was the first one? What year was the first pay-per-view event? When what year was, year the, was last last king of the last Ring, pay-per-view king event? Of the Ring, and who was the last who king who was, the, was the win? Yeah, who won okay. it? Gotcha. Yeah, I gotta do this. I gotta do now, I'm going to help everyone here because...
3: No, no help! That's bullshit! That's total BS! Help these losers on our show
5: win.
2: You say, when was the losers first? Lose. The last? I'm a winner.
5: The win. first pay-per-view event, the last, like, event special because this was during the WWE Network era, and who won the last event? Oh, boy.
1: I know I've got two of the three. I'm not sure of the third one.
5: kind of hoping that the first pay-per-view event would actually be... It would be the correct one here. No. So whenever everyone's ready. Nope. And I'll let Dave say his out loud after. Tony says, 88, 2018 King Corbin. Which none of those is correct. Fuck you. Dan says, 1993, 2010, and Booker T. Dan gets one point because the first one was 1993. That's total BS. Well, I still can't see it. It's
2: crazy. Higher, Platt. Higher.
5: Higher.
4: Oh, there you go. It's blurry, but I I got 2019 and Barrett. Platt says 1993, 2014,
5: and Wade Barrett. Platt gets two of them correct, because Wade Barrett did win it. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. So I've got
1: 1993, 2017, king barrett all right the king of the ring was
5: actually 2015 the last uh network event special for king of the ring that's why i said king of the ring event like its own pay-per-view special
4: bonus question. 2014 is, man bonus because question. they bonus brought it out for
1: you i got a bonus question who did he beat to win king of the
4: ring oh i know the answer was it sheamus nope no. No, I know it wasn't Truth. It was uh, he.
5: He beat Truth in the to yeah, get in to the Yeah, in the
4: opening rounds. Yes, yes. It yes,
5: yes. No, no. Dan, do you, do you have the answer? Do, or do you know? You want to throw out a guess? No, uh, I'm gonna say the uh, the member of the Death Triangle in AEW, Pac when he was
1: Neville. Yep, that's right. Oh. Ah.
4: That's why I thought it was 2014, though, because they, they put it on there when the network was a thing, trying to get people to sign up for the network to see King of the Ring. That's why I thought 14, but well, I guess two out of three ain't bad.
3: Platt, Platt and Dave got two, DP got one, and I have no points. Yeah, what? Yep. what how does that make you feel, Tony? This is fucking total BS. <laughs> there better be at least three possible points on this last goddamn question or we're not even going to finish this shit.
5: <laughs> uh, joke's on you, there's only two. This
3: is bullshit. What's <laughs> this show?
5: So, uh, Dave, door, number one, door, or me, one, or door number one, to fire me,
1: I guess we'll go door number one, right?
5: I think so. Oh. All right. <laughs> which wrestler? Which wrestler used the song "King of My World" by Saliva in 2002? And when was it used? You can either give me the the match that it was. Or the pay-per-view. Oh Jesus. 2002. Yes. You can give me the pay-per-view from 2002, or just what match it was and which wrestler came out to that song. He only did it once. Somebody tells me Tony knows it after that Temple drop. Somebody watched the pay-per-view the other
3: day. I, I think, unless it was a different day I watched Shit, not. Yeah. Good. See, Tony, you I might get totally points wrong. here I could be totally wrong
5: Triple Vengeance. H Vengeance from Platt Dance's Batista SummerSlam Tony, Triple H Backlash It's probably Backlash gave? I
1: had Triple H Vengeance as well
5: None of it is right. Oh. What? It was Chris Jericho in the first hell, uh, not first Hell in a Cell, first Elimination Chamber, Summer uh, Survivor Series, two thousand two. Wow,
2: I thought Batista because you said because it was saliva and he used to come out. He came out to saliva, so that's what yeah. I guess Batista in, in
5: the in the chorus of "King My World" they actually growl saying "Break the walls of Jericho." Mm.
0: I'm afraid I've got some bad news.
5: Trivia's over. Oh, boo. You can tell Tony's upset.
3: (laughs) Well, congratulations to Dave and Platt. They won. We'll be right back after this.
0: This is your boy, Kenny killer, killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
5: TheChairShot.com.
3: Always use your head. Welcome back to the 274th edition of the DWI podcast. In addition, this is a dual cast. You are listening to the Attitude of Aggression I'm sure you heard some fancy flute solo before you started listening to this podcast, if you're listening to an Attitude of Aggression show. Is that right, Big Dave?
1: You know, if you guys are on the show, you know there's going to be a a Ron Burgundy jazz flute in there somewhere. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Fuck you, you, Jethro Tull. You got nothing on us.
4: It's science.
1: Talica. Talica
3: got fucking screwed by them. Anyway, you're listening to this show right here on the Chairshot Radio Network. Featured right there on the Chairshot.com. You can find everything ChairShot Radio Network on all your favorite streaming platforms. Do me another favor and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Shot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Makes a great gift as well. I guarantee it. I also have that Always Use Your Head shirt in that blue color right there. Brings out the blue in your eyes if you have blue eyes. You always go with a blue shirt. All I right,
1: I have the red one because it brings out the sift in me, you know. <laughs>
3: He's a bad man, DP. He's a bad man. All right, folks. It's time for last call.
1: last call.
3: For alcohol. What do you
1: mean it's
3: let's go? What do you mean? What do I mean? We are gonna talk about the last thing we're gonna talk about and just send it around the horn here. What is something you would like to see happen this summer in professional wrestling? I'll kick it off. I would like to see the companies outside of WWE continue to work together, especially nationally here in America where AEW continues to work with Impact or Impact and, you know, uh, NWA work a little bit more together. We may be seeing MLW under the um, WWE umbrella. So I just like to see more of the not Raw and SmackDown rosters working together outside of WWE. That's, That's my one thing I would like to see this summer. DP?
2: No, that's a really good one. Uh, similar to mine, I guess, is with the, you know, you mentioned MLW and NXT potentially, you know, kind of working together. If that all comes to fruition and MLB ends up, or MLB, <laughs> MLW gets, goes under the WWE I wanna umbrella. I want to see MLB
1: and NXT <laughs> work together, yes. I see, Hell yeah. I want to
2: see you rounding first and take a spear. From...
3: <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, Albert Pujols is available and he is a big guy. <laughs> Got something Mike for Trout your versus Bronson
1: Reed. Who doesn't <laughs> oh, sign yeah. up for that? I got something for your sign stealing ass right here, bitch.
2: It's <laughs> like a naked gun out there. It's, <laughs> it's going to get crazy. I, I I like to see I like to see that happen and them you know make some type of thing with exchanging a talent and you know you know that's something we haven't got to see with WWE really you know with what they do is. Some kind of, you know, like the way AEW is working with Impact, you know, and having some guys kind of cross over and stuff like WWE never really gets the chance to do that. And if they can bring MLW, I got it right, under their umbrella and do some kind of like, you know, like they did with WCW, like an invasion angle or just get the companies feuding against each other in some sense. I would love to see Daniel Bryan make that comeback and join MLW and be the ringleader for them and bring them into NXT of, of some sorts to get, you know, some more notoriety for MLW as they get under the umbrella fully for WWE. I think it could be a lot of fun. I would love to see that happen when, when Brian comes back and whatever it is a couple months when he, when he's ready to come back.
5: Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat where I'd love to see what MLW will do with WWE. If the rumors are true. Because I know they have a lot of talent that WWE would absolutely love to have. Of course, the champion right now, Jacob Fatu. Maybe obviously... the only
3: reason that they're doing a deal with them is because they just want Jacob Fatu. That's it, honestly. Not, I'm not putting anybody else down. I'm, uh, I'm being half funny, but like you could seriously say Vince, go, where's this guy? Oh, oh MLW, how do we get him? Ah, fuck it, I'll just buy the company. Yeah, I can
5: definitely see that happening. Sadly,
2: like Bruce Wayne, but. <laughs> I just how'd you get the loan? How'd you get the loan for that? One? I just went to the <laughs> bank. <laughs>
5: yeah, I know, right? But no, there's there's more than just Jacob the two. I know, I know, I talk about him a lot, but Hammerstone too. Come on, dude's Jack. Dude's Rip. There's a reason why on uh, the same site where you can find a chair shot shirt, he has a shirt on there that is literally the White Castle logo that says Beef Castle instead, and. That he's right up freaking Vince's alley because he's just muscles on muscles, and plus he, he probably likes us too. He is from Arizona, so he probably probably could get along with Greg.
4: Number one, Dan, ring the bell for yourself for the naked gun reference. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about those movies, man. Uh, I popped. I, I love pop. right
3: out. Bird, the bird's are just going to come back and shit on your car all over again. You keep putting that
4: bread out. I'm not going to shit on his car, Tony, okay? Number two. The bird, please don't. It's brand new. <laughs> Bob. Number two, well, the reason that Fatu isn't in the big leagues is because he's got some legal complications that I think may hinder him from being able to travel freely. That's why he's not in the big time as of right now. Uh, number three in the question that Tony asked what I would like to see this summer from the wrestling industry as a whole is ju- just put on better product. I mean, the industry itself right now is just really whack and it's all over the place. There's a lot of wrestling related content on television right now, but just keep it in a buck and a half, man. Most of it is hot garbage. So wrestling industry, just do better, please. And thank you. Thank you. And please.
1: Yeah, I got to agree with uh, everything that you guys have said, especially I I love Chris's take. You got to put on better product because by and large, it has not been that great. And I think the one thing that I want to see happen is one of the reasons why we are not amped about it. You guys got to get back to touring in some capacity. You got to get out there. Got to get a live audience. I think one of the biggest letdowns for me was after seeing the fans back at WrestleMania, going right back to the Thunderdome was like getting kicked in the groin. And I mean, it just it just sucked all the momentum out of what they had built. It's like, yeah, look at the crowd. I mean, they're, this is awesome. You get to see this interaction. This is what I remember. This is what feels natural. And then you go right back to the Thunderdome. And I don't think they can do that anymore. People aren't people like us aren't exactly responding to the Thunderdome anymore. You got to get out there touring. You know, they've mass mandates are coming down. The country's opening up. Things are looking better, cautiously optimistic. You can control your environment. You got NHL's got fans, NBA's got fans, MLB, everything's got some capacity. You guys have got to get your asses out there and go. I know AEW's going back to it. Rumors are WWE's going back to it. It can't happen soon enough because it is dragging the product down. I mean, it was one thing when the pandemic was in full swing. Now you look at the current landscape and say, you got to get back in front of people, get out there. You don't have to go touring all over the world, sure, but you got to get out there. I think that's really is part of like what Chris is saying. The product is wank and just fucked up right now because this just feels off, and we need some more interaction. We need something that, that really... And I think even the wrestlers would probably tell you themselves that, yeah, we need that live interaction. This has gone on long enough. We had that little tease at WrestleMania. We want more of that. That's what I want to see more than anything.
4: And Jake, just real quick. Jake, Jake Fatu. I know you got some legal complications right now, which is why you're not in the big time. So holler at your boy. Holler at me. I will get you in touch with my personal consigliere, a.k.a. Dave Ungar, and we'll we'll figure this shit out, okay? Between three of us, we'll figure it out, all right? And,
1: and if I can't help you, we'll call Jake from State Farm. He'll probably hook you up.
4: <laughs> I, got a lot, I got a plug for that, too. So, yes, <laughs> either way, Jake, holler at me. Jake Fatu, man. We'll figure this shit out. And we can all get paid.
3: All right, gentlemen. I think that's going to do it for today. Um, one other thing on the back of my mind is uh, all the different biography and storytelling about wrestling in the past. Like AE Biography is out there. And then uh, Vice TV is back with Dark Side of the Ring. Have any of you caught any of the Brian Pillman story? And then the Nick Gage story about ultra violent wrestling is. Hard to watch, but it's interesting. I've never really been a big fan of that scene. I don't know why they do it. I, I can't watch it, but to watch that and see his story is pretty interesting. Anybody else check any of that out?
4: I, I did see that, and it's funny because I always confuse Nick Cage or Nick Gage with Brian Cage. I thought Brian Cage was the one that did time, the dude in AEW. I thought he was the one that did time in the penitentiary, but... I'm going to tell you like this, man, because Johnny Moxley tells a story on that Dark Side of the Ring about Nick Gage putting a pizza cutter in his mouth and just slicing it. I'm going to tell you like this. If a melon farmer put a pizza cutter in my mouth, if we working or we ain't working, guess what? That shit just turned into a shoot, brother. And I'm going to beat your fucking ass. You don't put a goddamn pizza cutter in my mouth. We didn't agree upon that. Prior to when we went out to the ring, we didn't discuss that at all. You put a pizza cutter in my mouth and cut my mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to beat the shit out you. Point you want, blank, period. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you see, I went into a pizza plate.
4: <laughs> my dad <ain't> loved pizza. he <laughs> pizza. He's take the
2: pizza cutter. He put it up to my mouth and say, why so serious? <laughs>
1: Some melon farmers just want to watch the world burn, Chris. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: And on that note, let's start off with the man who's going to be watching, hopefully, them burn the house down this Sunday, AJ Belaz. Why don't you let everybody know what's going on with you?
5: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. Like Tony said before, I'll be doing WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, on the review on the Chairshot dot com, and you can see me doing impact reviews too. I know for uh, for Under Siege, you'll see Andrew, but don't worry, I'm I'm still doing the shows.
2: <laughs> DP, what's up with you? <laughs> well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs, and it's me DPP. And don't forget to check out the A Winner Is You podcast, where we talk all things video games, as well as sell some turnips. That's at Twitter and Facebook at A Winner Is You, the letter U, A Winner Is You, where we always use our head and we never forget that the cake is a lie, Platt. Where can they find you?
4: Bob. You all can find me on Twitter at The Real C Platt. I'm all over the chair shop. Make sure y'all tune into Pod Is War. It debuts every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Chair Shot Radio Network. Three man weave. We're going to get it back. It's coming. Just just be patient, please, and thank you, thank you, and please. More importantly, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, make sure that we're able to keep providing that content day in and day out here at the Chair Shot by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t shirt. All you have to do is peruse prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chair Shot, and I guarantee you're going to find something you like. But more importantly than that, you're promoting the movement. Thecheershot.com. Remember, we're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. And enjoy WrestleMania. Backlash.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you can uh, check me out on Twitter at AttitudeAg and on Facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And of course, make sure you're listening to bandwagon nerds every Monday afternoon at Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter this week. I think there's a very good chance we will have a guest appearance from Mr. Platt, and we are going to be running down our top 10 heroes from the movies. That should be a very interesting uh, debate and topic of conversation. Also, if Chris Chris shows up, if Chris shows up, we're going to have the conversation. Is the world ready for a black Superman? Tune in to Bandwagon Nerds to find out.
4: I've been here for 40 years, Dave, 40 years.
1: All right. Is the world ready for another black Superman? <laughs> <laughs> well, for
3: the scientist, for AJ Belaz, for Dave Ungar, <clears throat> for the black Clark Kent, the MVP Christopher Platt, my name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Please continue to listen to everything on Chair Shot Radio Network and Chair Shot Radio every morning for you, 8 a.m. Eastern on the dot And I want to let you know that for the 274th time, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D- DW. W-
5: w- I, I, I never will get used to that ever. The 274th
1: edition. I thought you was talking about a black Superman. You'll never get <laughs> oh. used to that. Just kidding, AJ.
4: Thanks, guys. Searshot.com. <laughs> Always use your head.
5: Jesus, that wasn't the direction I was going. With that. <laughs> Holy
3: <laughs> fuck. That AJ, was well played, Dave. AJ, you've been canceled.
1: Hey, I'm I'm here for you, buddy.
5: <laughs> well, I knew what happened sooner. the ball on
4: the team for him. The one where AJ gets Dave before. knocked it out. Thank <laughs> you.